Hello, Trash Crusaders! Welcome to episode 32 of Save Trash Cinema, the podcast, where exploitation and exploration come together. It is I, your guide through trash cinema, everyone's favorite dumpster boy, Cayman Darty. And on today's episode, we're ramping up the sleaze, adding a helping dose of cheese, and adding a little punk rock Linnea Quigley on top for a true trash cinema garnish. When we slop our way through the 1988 trash classic, Sorority Babes in the Slimeball Bolorama. But before we get to that, let me introduce you to the two slimeballs joining me on today's episode. First up, he's handsome, he's eloquently spoken, and when he's not recording three podcasts, you can find him in a dingy club creaming his leathers. My <laughs> friend and co-host, Patrick, nicknamed Pending Schweigert. Ooh, that's good. The old nickname pending Schweiger. Uh, can I, Cayman, can I just give you some some flowers real quick? Sure, please. <laughs> your little opening on today's episode bit, I think, is your best yet. Yeah. You that was like that it. was a good little concoction of of adjectives and, and words. Thank you. Thank you. Well, next up, we said to ourselves, what movie would best suit this guest? The immediate reaction was that we needed to be sexy and we needed to include the queen herself, Linnea Quigley. Guess what? We accomplished that. Welcome back to the show, the mouth of the South, Liz McLean. Again, I'm honored to be here and be honored yet again and mentioned as the horniest guest of SQC. <laughs> Still standing and no one can come for my title because I will out horny them all. Yes. You, you know, it's really important to me. I was like, you, you always try to find a movie that's like appropriate for each guest that comes on because you want them mm -hmm. to be excited about it. And we were coming up with this. I was like, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And uh, I immediately thought like, what's one of the sexiest films I could think of, which is this film. And then mm -hmm. it was the perfect film for you. Yeah. I was about 20 minutes in. I was like, I see. I, yeah. I, 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 I'm seeing what the, what the thought was here. I, I'm reading through these lines. I get it. Good. I'm glad you do. Can, can we take a minute to talk about moose? Talk about moose? Yeah, you ever put moose in your hair? I mean, me? Anybody. I mean, <laughs> I did in the eighth grade when I used to like scrunch my hair with gel and it was looked like dry ramen noodles. I'm just saying, I put moose in my hair for the first time last night. The volume is great. I was gonna say your hair looks very nice today. Very pleased. Moose might be in the in the rotation moving forward. Just saying. I, I thought this was gonna be a moose knuckle joke, and so I wasn't saying. <laughs> well, <anything. laughs> what I was wearing last night, I'm glad that the top went down past my crotch because there was some definite moose knuckle happening. Uh, not that we needed to know that per se, but no one saw it. Which is the best way? So you, to... so you robbed your friends of a good time, is what I, I mean. mean. <laughs> you Steeler. definitely robbed me of a good time, a time <laughs> or two before. So welcome to Mooseport. <laughs> oh God! Before we jump in, let's do a little quick housekeeping. We'd love it if you rate and reviewed the podcast on your podcast app of choice. Don't forget, you can be on the show by submitting movie recommendations or by being a guest host by emailing us at savetrashcinema@gmail.com, or you can DM us on all socials at Save Trash Cinema. Make sure to check out last week's episode where we recapped a full weekend of festivities from the 2023 Days of the Dead convention here in Atlanta. 
including anecdotes, plugs, and slightly drunk machinations. We'll be continuing to release minisodes, crossover episodes, interviews, and even game shows. So keep your eyes peeled for some exciting content coming down the pipeline. Now, with that housekeeping done, why don't we jump into an overview of Sorority Babes and the Slimeball Bolorama. Sorority Babes in the Slimeball Bolorama is written by Sergei Hasnich and directed by David Decato. Sergei is best known for um, this film. This is his only <laughs> writing credit. Um, and considering this what's is not happened. <laughs> this is not the first time this has happened where a movie we cover, it's the only thing they've ever done. And I, I think a lot of the time when you go out on top, you go out on top. That's what I was going to say. You hit a home run and you fucking retire. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, it, it, it's only down from here. I got to kill myself tonight. You know? Yeah. Sammy Sosa yes. should have considered that. Yeah. Who knows how long this guy's lived? Who knows if he's still alive? He's just uh, also Mark McGuire. We're saying Sammy oh, Sosa. We always have to, to talk about Big yeah. Red, Mark McGuire. David uh, David Decato, on the other hand, has gone the same route as Mount Rushmore alum, or tra- excuse me, Trash Cinema Mount Rushmore alum. No, he's on the there. actual Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Is we've done, uh, which is Fred Olin Ray, which everyone might remember. Good old Fred Olin Ray from films such as Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers and Evil Tunes. And what I mean by this is that uh, David Decato has directed 174 movies, which is hell been, yeah, which is made up of a mixture of Lifetime films, Let's Hallmark go. movies, and trash fucking cinema. Uh, some highlights so he's in- diverse. Yeah, he apparently did. Uh, the is it Vivica or Vivica Fox? Patrick, please, you know Vivica. A. Fox? Vivica. Vivica. There you go. Okay. I don't know. Vivica, get this what? guy <laughs> fucking out of here. What? Be alone. We're, this is, we're recording early on a Sunday morning. I should still be asleep right now. Vivica. Ah, fuck you. You've guys. never heard of Vivica A. Fox before, yes, even she's in passing. In Kill Bill. Yes, I know who she is. Oh, you way, obviously don't. Okay, apparently she is in a, in a series of Lifetime films called "It's the the Wrong" front series, and every film film starts with "the Wrong" and then it throws in some random noun. So it's like, like the, the wrong, wrong babysitter. Yes, the uh, wrong babysitter. The wrong stepmother. The mm. wrong boyfriend. The wrong sandwich. The wrong mailman. <laughs> I don't know. There's a hundred of them. Guess what? David has directed all of them, and they all star. That lady whose name I will never say again because you guys have made me feel really bad. But that's beside the point. Some highlights from David Decoteau's uh, resume are, include films such as Creepazoids, Test Tube Teens from the year 2000. Uh, he did multiple Puppet Master films and a film called, and I hope you guys are ready for this one, Bunker of Blood, colon, Chapter 5, colon, Psycho Sideshow, colon, Demon Freaks. Wow! Can we watch that? I if we can, <laughs> it's, it's got to it. be so. It's got to be so bad. There's oh, it ha- there's so many colons. Yeah, there's. He also did another one that's chapter six, but there were fewer colons in that film for some reason. So like, 
I want to know how I get my hands on all of these. And if you're a listener out there and knows anything about the Bunker of Blood colon, 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 colon films, <laughs> please reach out to us at yeah. Save Tri Cinema socials or at Save Tri Cinema gmail.com. I don't we care think- how you reach us. Just give me fucking copies of this movie, please. Do we think Colin Powell's in these movies? He has to be. Oh, Colin Powell? Hold on. Colin Powell or Colin Pounder? You know who's definitely not in those movies? Vivica A. Fox. (laughs) (laughs) We're moving on. The story goes as such. Three frat boys sneak into the Tri-Delta sorority in an attempt to witness the initiation of the new pledges. After being caught by the sorority sisters, the unwanted frat boys must now accompany the pledges to the local bowling alley to steal a trophy. After an accident causes the trophy to break, an evil imp is released from its prison with eyes set on wanton mayhem. Can the co-eds survive the imp's devilish schemes or will their lives end in the gutter? When I realized that's what the plot of this movie was, when the imp shows up, I was beside myself. We're going to get to it, but I can't yeah. believe that that's the plot of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> this is trash cinema, guys. This is like primo trash cinema. Where it's like, oh, it's just like this. It's just like, oh, we're getting some some naked women, some some creepy dudes. They're just, it's like a, a little romp. And then the imp shows up. I was like, oh, no. Okay. This all makes here sense. We, yeah. Here we go. Here we I'm, go. I'm here we seeing go. what's about to happen because mm-hmm. agreed. I was kind of like, huh? Yeah. And I was like, oh, ah. all right. Now, the film stars Brinky Stevens from The Slumber Party Massacre, Slave Girls from Beyond Infinity, and one of the film I actually just recently watched, Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge. Now, question for you both. When I say that title, is this the first film of a franchise, the second film of a franchise, or the seventh film of a franchise? Gotta be seventh. I'm gonna take the in-between and go fifth. That okay. wasn't even an option. Um, unfortunately, you're both wrong. This is the first film of a franchise and the only nice. film of the franchise. Good. How do you like have Eric a film Foreman? with a colon? <laughs> I'm sure. Let's say yes on that. By Eric the end of the Foreman's film, revenge. <laughs> by the end of the film, all I could kept saying was like, his name is no longer Eric because he doesn't act like an Eric. This dude is a Derek, bro. This is the most Derek ass fucking person I've ever met. So any Derek. This dude's a Derek here, brother. He's a brother. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> brother, my name's Derek. The film also stars Michelle Bauer from Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers, Evil Tunes, Attack of the 60-Foot Centerfold, and the goddess herself, Linnea fucking Quigley. I shouldn't have to explain her resume, but if you're new to the show, she's been in such films as Sex Bomb, Treasure of the Moon Goddess, and Linnea Quigley's Horror Workout, Mm, which, yes, indeed, is a workout tape set to horror things, and there is so much nudity. Good. Good. Uh, I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that our boy Dookie Flyswatter oh, Dookie. makes an appearance in this movie. And so what, what we learned is that Dookie Flyswatter, not his real name, mm-hmm. back when yeah. back when we covered Hollywood Chainsaw Hackers, we were like, there's no way Dookie Flyswatter is his real sure. name. His real name is Michael Sonia. Dookie Flyswatter, his stage name. But he makes an appearance in this film in a way, and we'll get to it. I just love the name dookie flyswatter yeah the fact that like he used that as a stage name apparently he's a musician saw a photo of him just covered in blood 
and mm-hmm. not from like a movie where he got covered in blood. Like he was on stage, did something covered in blood on stage. So he's got a little bit of a like a Gigi Allen vibe to him. Mm. And when your name's Dookie Flyswatter, presumably just like Gigi Allen, you're throwing your fecal matter into the crowd. I mean, when you got a name like Dookie Flyswatter and acting chops like Vivica A. Fox, you really you can't. <laughs> you guys so much. I feel like Dookie Flyswatter, like he did the I need a stage name, did the Post Malone thing and threw it in a generator somewhere and was like, sure. Sure. He was the original name generator. He was, he just yeah. wrote a bunch of words down on a piece of paper, cut them all out, put them in a hat, shuffled it around, just pulled two out. It was like, shit, yeah. I guess I'm Dookie Flyswatter now. By He's the like, way, stick. don't worry. By the way, our new uh, STC merch is going to say, uh, it's just going to be a t-shirt that just says Vivica A. Fox. That's it. <laughs> just, Good. Hey, that's there it. he goes. New, new fucking merch. All right. Add a little accent on the C, Vivica. Vivica. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I hate you. I don't know. She's Italian. (laughs) (laughs) They do not besmirch the name of the Italians. They're very persnickety (laughs) about shit like this. Uh, All right. With the overview out of the way. And and, then, well, the overview's done, but me getting roasted probably isn't. But why don't we take some time to discuss some initial thoughts? We'll start off on today's episode with you, Liz, as the host with the most horniness why don't we just jump right in you tell us what on a scale of one to ten how horny is this film for you (laughs) man um you know like i know that we've had this conversation before in past episodes i think it was a trash talk episode when me and you were talking about elevated horror and we were talking about Mm. how for a long time horror was just like one rung above porno sure and this movie is the fucking epitome of that holy shit Mm-hmm. Um, on a scale of one to ten, horny, probably, probably, like a nine point three. All right. I mean, there is a like four minutes. It, it's not unbroken because there there is editing happening of just Linnea Quigley's underboob. Yep. And I mean, uh, I, I, what a great shot. Yeah, I was gonna say, is there any complaints? No, certainly not. I just not only that. There, but- there's a few movies that you can get that much under boob unbroken uh, and, and it, yeah. you know, work. Yeah, it worked. And you're not even talking about the spanking scene that lasts forever. Uh, it, oh, we're going to talk about it. Yeah, we'll get there. But I, yeah, I had never heard of this movie in my life. And when you texted it to me, I was like, why is there so many words? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and why do I not? understand what's happening like normally in a title you're kind of like all right i kind of get it like right like i get the vibe of the movie but i was like slime ball soror yeah what? you ready you ready for a first bit of trivia that is gonna blow no. your mind so this you're movie ready? like a lot of trash cinema films actually just started with a title and a poster the title though was just called The Imp. And people were like, okay. that's a they were like, that's a really shitty title. So what did Charles Band, producer, he's from Full Moon. If, if we've talked about him quite a bit when we do our Full Moon Cinematic Universe episodes. Uh, but Charles Band asked the cast and crew of the film to come up with the title of the movie to replace the imp. So the original title was the imp. The second title was actually called Bitchin' Sorority Babes in the Slimeball Bolorama. Now here's the Hell thing. Hell yeah. 
everyone outside of like two people on set fucking hated the title. But Charles Bam was like, hey, I love this. This is great. This is sleazy. This is cheesy. Let's roll. Sends it forward with the film to go ahead and get its rating. FTC comes back and says, no, no, no. The title is fine outside of one word, bitchin'. At the time, you could not have the word bitchin' in a title of a film. And therefore, they had to remove it, leading to just it being sorority babes. Boom. Yeah. Bitchin' Lots. sorority babes. Pretty cool like, name. Yeah. I'm like. I, mean, I dig it. I, I get a little more of the story with just bitchin'. I feel like the word bitchin', it just, it didn't really get to have its full day, you know? Mm -hmm. It really it's didn't. True. It really peaked, like, it, like, peaked over the course of, like, a week. And probably right. somewhere in, like, the late 90s. But I think it needed a couple gone. months. It did, at least. Should we bring it back, us three? I think we just should. casually start slipping it in? We can try, sure. yeah. I I'm willing to, to take on this mission. Okay. All right, we have a new goal. We're we're starting a fourth podcast called Save oh God. Bitchin'. Bitchin'. That's just it. Save <laughs> Bitchin', where we spend every episode just arguing why the word bitchin' should be saved. It feels kind of like performance art. Our vernacular. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick, now for you, it's always interesting. I love these intro pieces with you because a lot of times how these episodes come to fruition is that I send Patrick a movie poster and I say, I want to cover this movie. And then Patrick either responds back with, no, please no, or I will not be on that episode or let's fucking go. Yeah. In this episode, he was just like, oh, <laughs> so, I don't know, I don't know where, you, where your head's at going into this movie. So this is a title that I've heard you mention in passing on various episodes. Mm -hmm. And I was convinced you were making this shit up. I there's like there's no way there's a movie called Sorority Babes in the Slime Ball Bolorama. And here we are. Um, and so my initial thoughts going in were a, a, a healthy mix of trepidation, fear, and I'll be honest, a little excitement because what what's this slime ball bolorama all about? I got to find out in a in a tight hour nineteen. Time now, hour 19. You know what's funny about that, actually? I completely forgot that whole portion of the overview of the episode where we talk about how long it runs. And that was, uh, was that's fine. Guess it. what? We're, we're just going to breeze right past that because I'm going to include it in this part. Yeah, you can catch the movie on Tubi right now or Freebie, whichever one you want to spend your time with. I would say Tubi. I feel like Tubi's not as egregious with, uh, with like their ads as freebie is. I feel like freebie every 10 minutes, you're getting like three minutes of ads mm -hmm. where to be, I don't feel it was bad. Do you guys know that there was a sequel to this movie? <laughs> well, yeah. considering I didn't know the first one existed, sure didn't. Yeah. I found out there was a sequel last night at about two 30 AM when I was watching this movie and I, I MDB it and uh, the sequel came up and I was like, Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So the most shocking in the second one. No, she's not actually, but they do bring back a couple of actresses from the first. Then so, don't care. Yeah. Well, I, hey, hear me out. Hear me out. Because the 2022 sequel, so this shit came out last year, uh, ah. which was, it was just, it was a number two. It's Sorority Babes and Slime Ball, Ball, Ball Rama 2. Um, it came out it, last year. Came out last year. Yeah. It brings back Whoa. both, Br yeah, it brings back both Brinky Stevens as well as Michelle Bauer and also introduces into the mix. Trash Cinema alum, Kelly Maroney from Nine of the Comet, one of my personal favorites, Shopping Mall, and Scream, Scream Queen Hot Tub Party. 
So um, I can't tell you exactly if that movie is worth a shit, but I can tell you from one Google search that it's probably just as sexy because that first Google image right. search just was nudity. So oh, I, swear, watch it. I swear to God, if Dookie Flyswatter wasn't in the sequel, I would be shocked <laughs> if Dookie Flyswatter is even alive. Um, see, that's the thing. I just Googled it to see if he's still alive. And he is. Oh, shit. Well, we need to bring on someone to get Dookie Flyswatter on here. I need to. I got questions that need answers. Uh, but yeah, yeah so like uh, my initial thoughts is like this movie is fucking insane. I don't know what else to tell you. This movie shouldn't exist, guys. That's. Just, I think that's mm-hmm. the only thing I could ever say is this movie shouldn't fucking exist. There's no mm-hmm. rhyme or reason at all. And it does. And now we get to cover it. So why don't we do that and move on mm. to the show? Sorority babes in the slime ball bolorama, everyone. And now our feature presentation. The film opens with some frat boys hanging around their dingy little apartment, I suppose. Maybe it's a frat house. I don't know. They're in the same room. This is trash cinema. We don't have the budget for more than one room half the time. So here we are. We got a fat guy. Okay, mm. just call him fat so because that's what everyone oh, else. Boy. We got a guy with, with the sheriff's badge. With the sh- yeah, what is what? Did they you notice that? Bad. Did you know they all have pins? Yeah, of they all had sort. like pins on, and none of them were the same. Like the the fat guy, yeah, had a sheriff's badge on, and I was confused because I was like, "Are these cops or are these douchebag frat boys, man? What is going on?" He's a sheriff of the full body inspector crew. Oh God! Damn! God damn! Yeah, so they're they're just hanging around. Fat, fat, so obviously crushing some Budweiser, which I don't know how the hell they were able to get the rights to have Budweiser on screen. But then we get and we ask the same question about Leprechaun with Jameson, and here we are. There's also Four Eyes, who's also referenced the entire film as Four Eyes. I think his name might be Jeff, but they just call him Four Eyes more than they call him his real name. And then we have, lastly, the cute, innocent little boy named Calvin. Calvin's uh, important. I'm really shocked, actually, that you mm-hmm. didn't catch that four eyes. His yeah. name is Keith. His name is Keith. And it's used a lot in the film, actually. What? How, <laughs> you didn't catch this? Well, there's a, probably a good reasons because I block out the name Keith mm, from everything. Yeah. <laughs> You're like the Winter Soldier. It's like there's just words that oh. just don't compute for you. Yeah. No, I, I, that word is a terrible word. That word is a mm. slur in my house. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, no, the dude's name is Keith. Yeah. It's, it's Jimmy, Keith, and Calvin. Yep. Well. Keith gets his comeuppance here in a little bit, so fuck that guy. We cut over <laughs> to the women at the Tri-Delta, which the boys all reference as the Felta Deltas, which is honestly kind of a really clever name there. I kind of appreciate that. So, like, fuck yeah. Um, I would um, just like to put my two cents in yeah. as a sorority sister. Wait, what? You were? Uh, yes. <laughs> Shit, girl. I no way. Am. I was initiated. Yes. Do you got you got your paddle? No, we didn't. My sorority didn't do paddles, but I was mm. a Zeta. Okay, and they really do have like nicknames for like all of the sororities on campus, like mm. because I know like at my school, I, I was a Zeta, and like Zeta's things are like crowns, and so like 
everyone thought that Zetas were sluts, and so it was like, hold the crown while you go down, you know. Oh my god. There's another school where all the five Mews were like kind of bigger girls, and people yeah. would call them five Moos. Like yeah. it's a thing. I've heard of five Moo before. Mm-hmm. I hadn't heard this. <laughs> yeah, hold the crown while you go down. Yeah, yeah. I heard I have heard that too many times. Yeah. In my life. Oh. And they're not wrong. Cayman? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I okay. Let's go. I just uh, i i i think it's worth mentioning just from the opening scene alone. The, mm. uh, these boys need to be put down. These yeah. boys need to be euthanized. Put down. Get them out. Like there's they they bring nothing to the world. Mm-mm. No, no. Just Maybe Calvin. Maybe Calvin. Maybe. He's sweet. Because He's Calvin a- is you. He's like, no, I don't want to go look at hot babes. I want to sit here and watch this horror movie. Right. Yeah, they're, they're yeah, yeah. Hashtag we are Calvin. There's definitely <laughs> there's definitely a moment when they're like they're like get away from the TV, man. Stop watching your spooky movies, bro. Come look at some boobies, bro. And I'm just sitting there like, dude, I agree with you. I can. Why would I leave? I think pretty sure he was watching the Driller Killer, like an old <laughs> '70s slasher film. And I was like, I would rather just watch the Driller Killer instead of go out and potentially get you know, arrested because yeah. what we find out is the frat boys are going to the house to get some peepers on and we're looking at some, some girls and like, bro, that is i I'm pretty sure that's a felony. So like, no, I'd rather sit at home watching my, if horror it's not, movie. it should be correct. And that's what happens. The boys obviously go to the house and what do they see through the window? They see two girls, both Le- her name, Lisa and Taffy. And then three other sorority girls. The head girl, Babs, played by yep. Michelle Bauer. I think it's, no, it's not Michelle Bauer. Who is it that plays her? Someone. It doesn't matter. Who cares? She's going to be useless for most of this movie. She's Robin Still. Robin Still. She's also in, I think, Slumber Party Massacre. Yeah, and, yeah uh, Michelle Bauer is Lisa. Mm, there you go. Okay, so Lisa and Taffy. Uh, Taffy is Brinky Stevens and Lisa Michelle yep. Bauer. They're getting spanked. And now let mm-hmm. me tell you. They're getting paddled for like five straight minutes. And we get a lot of close-ups on these two girls in their panties just getting yep. paddled. I and- I made a note. I was like, I, I can't believe that this cult leader sorority woman has been spanking these two on and off for five straight minutes. And um, it's also very notable to mention, like, not only do we get a close-up of their ass in their 80s underwear and it getting literally smacked by a sorority paddle for five minutes straight, but when they, like, when it's all done and they turn around, they have on baby Mm t-shirts. Literally, it's just under boob, just enough to cover the nips. Yep. And I was like, this movie is so horny. Saves yes. already. <laughs> Here's the thing. As a straight man, I I want to point out that like you don't need to show everything to still be horny, right? Like I think under boob is like one of the most underappreciated versions of boob you can get on. I'll screen. double down on that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Under boob, side boob. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. all great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's uh. I think it's amazing. Like go for it. So well, uh, the way the, the <laughs> so the way this whole thing gets uh this all ends is the girls are like, oh, you ready to get creamed? And I was like, oh, oh, oh this is yeah. pornography. We're about yeah. to. This is about to go straight from like soft core to hardcore in about two seconds yep. flat. That's what I thought too. 
Jokes on us, though. They just get whipped creamed and they get doused in whipped cream and then sent to the shower before the last part of the initiation i'm curious if you guys had the same experience i did i'm watching this movie they start getting whipped cream and then i look down and i got whipped cream all over me did that happen to you guys <laughs> <laughs> let me guess homemade oh. yes but oh. <laughs> my wife sitting next to laying next to me asleep she rolls over she puts her hand over me and she's like licks her fingers what is this whipped cream Ew. like oh, i don't know good news is that she doesn't listen to any more man <laughs> so this at this point the boys sneak into the house as well which i want to point out this is definitely breaking and entering like on top of yes. all the other felonies jail. that they've yes. committed you are going to jail these little horn dogs, these little fucking bat pervert bastards, right? They're like, it's not good enough that we can just see the girls getting spanked through the window. We need a close-up shot. What this close-up shot leads to is them sneaking upstairs at the sorority house, lining up the three heads. You know, like the old like cartoon where it's like everyone's peeping through a door and it's just head, 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 like down in a line. Yeah. They yeah. literally do this in real life. They all peeping through the door to watch these girls fully nude, showering off. Um with no okay here's the thing i have some issues there are no shower curtains nope and i'm and i'm sorry but there is simply no way there is simply no way that anyone showering wouldn't have noticed that the door is open and there are three human heads watching and oh and not only three human heads but three frat boys that are going, oh, dude, look, titties. <laughs> and we didn't, we, we forgot to mention before the frat boys, piece of shit losers leave, they give Calvin one Budweiser and he's black the fuck out drunk off of one singular Budweiser. So he's, they're not only being loud and horny and <laughs> yeah, titties. You know, Beavis, full Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. But they also have a blackout drunk off of one beer, Calvin. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Now, another thing I want to bring up when I'm watching this movie, it's full bush. Yes. And full, full bush. Tits. And I was like, full holy bush. shit, this is so 80s. And then I quickly realized that's not just a full bush. That is full out pussy lips. I don't. <laughs> yeah. For- had her whole her out yeah I, I it took the first time we saw it i was like is that a merkin like you know the the little the piece that they'll put down there to yeah to hide everything and just make it look like a bush and then yeah. we see it again and i'm like oh no 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 that, no 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 that mm-hmm. is just brinky stevens out and about mm-hmm. yes a thousand must have been percent. a birthday well, the that uh, that luxurious shot, which lasts honestly probably way too long, uh, uh-huh. is cut eventually cut short for the three frat boys uh, before they can get their rocks off. Thank God, because the head girl Babs Robin Stills she finds the boys and then proceeds to spank them <laughs> with the fab. with one mighty spank to not yeah, fall know, into the bathroom. This might be a bit of a reach here. I think that's kind of her kink. Oh, a hundred percent. She team. enjoyed it a little too much, and I'm not yeah. one to kink shame. I'm not here to kink shame. No, but ma'am. she's like, they're like, oh, like when they were getting ready, they're like, you like spanking them too much, and she's like, no, we've been doing this for hundreds of years. But like, she just, I don't know, man. And like, I'm also not convinced. Witch. Okay, she's a spank right. witch. 
yeah. and like which is like oh we've been doing this for hundreds of years I'm like oh, i think like you personally have been doing this for hundreds of years because you are a witch yes yeah yes well, yes. see, Babs decides that to punish the perverts that they will have to break into the local bowling alley with the two initiates and to get a souvenir to bring back, that souvenir being a trophy from within the bowling alley. Come to find out, though, Babs' dad owns the mall that the bowling alley resides in, which, honestly, that bowling alley is not even connected to a mall, and this makes no sense, but she could just said her dad owns. It doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> The bowling alley is in the mall. And then what they're going to do is they're going to break into the mall as well. They're going to go in. They're going to get into the security room. And they're going to watch them via the security cameras. To eventually scare the ever-living shit out of the group, right? So what happens is the girls then, uh, the, the first set of girls, they head to the mall. They break in. In the process, they lock a janitor in a closet by accident. And we'll get back to this janitor because he plays an absolutely pivotal role to the story, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, but you mm -hmm. won't see him again for probably another hour. And we're already 20 minutes into this movie when the movie's mm -hmm. an hour and 20 minutes long. So let's get to it. The rest of the group arrives sometime later and haphazardly break in. One of the boys separates from the group only to find the goddess herself, Linnea Quigley, already inside trying to break into a cash register. Can I say, I so I've seen multiple Linnea Quigley movies at this point, and in my experience, never has she been more of a tin than oh dressed up God. as a, as a right. punk yeah. with a crowbar. She's just an '80s fucking dirt bag. Oh my and God! And I was wow, salivating. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it was at this point the 4D experience happened again. All of a sudden, whipped cream everywhere. Oh my God. <laughs> I do want to bring up one point, like when they catch the boys and they bring them downstairs and they're like, eh, we could kill you and no one would know, like the cop, like we could claim self-defense and they're and like Babs and the older sorority girls are like, you could be rapists for all we know. And then they're like, hey, you two go with these three random men. We don't know that we just <laughs> accused of possibly being rapists and breaking in or into a bowling alley that my dad definitely doesn't fucking own. And hope you don't um, get assaulted later. <laughs> News. Yeah. News. I mean, I, there, what year was this? 98? 88? 78? 88. 88. 88. Yeah. There, I feel like the 70s and 80s, from what I've seen in film, because I wasn't alive then, it's just a different mindset, man. Like pranks, I feel like we like pranks in, in our youth was nowhere near sending someone to a bowling alley uh -uh. and possibly get killed and or assaulted in the process. And I don't know. It just – sometimes I wonder, do I wish I grew up in that time? Probably not. But Here's the but thing maybe. I always think of with the 80s is like everything in the 80s was designed to possibly kill you. Like you ever hear these stories about kids that are like, yeah, they wore like – your pajamas were so flammable. If you stood within two feet yeah. of a heater, you were immediately emulsified. Just completely. All our toys had lead paint. <laughs> or yeah. just, and I'm still chewing on them bitches. And then yeah. we look at we look at boomers <laughs> and, and we look at boomers and our parents and we're like, why are you guys so fucking stupid? And it's like because the gas had lead in it. 
It's just like very much correlates that you guys don't have any brain left. It's just huge yeah. pockets missing. Those pockets, the 1980s guys. Correct. Yeah. No question. With the yeah. help of Linnea Quigley, the group is then able to break into the trophy case and is able to snag their souvenir. After a slight tussle, Linnea threatens to sodomize the fat guy with the stolen trophy, which leads him to drop it. Which honestly, being sodomized by Linnea Quigley in the 80s doesn't sound like a horrible thing, if I'm being quite nope. honest. Sounds like a dream date. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, after hitting the ground, the trophy then lets out a big blast of steam, and a cultural appropriating creature pops out from inside. Oh, God, it's so bad. Voiced by one Dookie Flyswatter. Dookie Flyswatter went full racist. Yeah, it's, it's not good. It's not good. You it's, know, when think... when he starts talking, immediately my brain was like, okay, so this guy sounds like great value Patrick Starr <laughs> and great value Beetlejuice had the worst trailer park baby. And there here was, we are. There was wow. Jamaican. There was yeah, Jamaican. That, with that... a bad Jamaican accent. A little patois imp. That is yeah. what maybe one of the most accurate descriptions of something I've ever heard. Okay. I, yeah. Look, we can we can bemoan the point that this is definite. There's definitely a cultural appropriation happening in terms of the way mm-hmm. the accent that Dookie Flyswatter chooses to use. But can we at least point out the fact that the puppet itself that they use for the imp is actually pretty good, like for a oh, movie like yeah. this. Like the puppet is was. pretty solid, which I mean, that is very much Charles Band. Like, Charles Band. His, in his eyebrows prime, moved, man. Yeah, Charles Band in his prime made incredible puppets. And this uh, Uncle Impy, which we find out that's his name, um, it's pretty damn good. Now, the, yeah, that's so like when we were talking about the, the plot earlier, it's when we get to this point in the movie when I'm like, am I like, it's late for me. It's like 2 a.m. at this point. Am I fucking hallucinating or is this really the plot of this movie? Yes. It sure is. Trash cinema is best experienced super late at night when you're disoriented Mm -hmm. and sleep deprived because then like it just feels like a fever dream even more than it does if you watched it not like that, which it already does. But like you definitely feel like you currently have the flu. You're running 103 fever. This is a this is not real. There's and then no you start wondering real. if you are hearing Uncle Impy in your other room down the hall. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the creature apparently grants wishes, and he tells the fat guy to offer up a wish. So Fatso wishes for gold. Behind him, a pile of gold appears. Then Four Eyes wishes for a sexy lady in lingerie, which turns out to be Lisa, played by Michelle Bauer, uh, who then shows up in... Full absolutely fucking smash yeah (laughs) like 80s lingerie there ain't nothing like it correct there's nothing all over it but there's nothing like it that's for sure (laughs) that is accurate well that's the this is why i was so surprised that you uh didn't catch that four eyes name was keith because when lisa is all over keith she's like oh keith i just want to get it all up inside you she's like being so creepy and just keep saying the name keith over and over and over i'm telling you guys i blocked that name out from my my word bank inside of my noggin because (laughs) that's a bad thing to say i've also blocked out other words like uh 
Well, I can't say them because they're blocked out. Let's move on. The next girl, Taffy, wishes to be queen of the prom, which uh, apparently also happens. Yeah, it's a shitty wish. Yeah, right? Like Uh, It's like you're in college. Shut the fuck up. Like, this dude just got, like, arguably, like, $40 million worth of gold. This dickhead over here named Keith gets to have sex with Michelle Bauer. For the first and only time in his life. Penthouse yeah. model Michelle Bauer is gonna is gonna fornicate with you, and then you want to be prom queen? Like get the Boo. fuck out, bro! Get Loser. the fuck out. Brinky yeah. Stevens, dream come up with bigger some better wishes. Go right? to therapy, babe. Yeah, um, therapy, babes. Is- therapy, babes, in the slime ball ballerama is what this movie needs to be. <laughs> now, here's the thing: the streetwise Linnea Quigley is smart to this. She realizes that well. There is a catch, and there's always a catch to wishes, especially when the wish comes from a Jamaican-accented duck, dookie fly swatter yeah. uh, imp creature. And is like, I'm not doing this. And she tells Uncle Impy to eat shit, and her and Calvin walk away. The creature then calls out to the three girls in the security office because he knows that they are there. And then turns two of them into demonic creature-like things. One of them has big pustule sore things all over her face. And then the other girl turns into the Bride of Frankenstein. Babs, obviously terrified by all this, runs off. She tries to escape, but is electrocuted at the door. Linnea realizes that they too have been trapped. uh, And then the others find that their wishes are not exactly what they expected. The gold, come to find out, is fake. And the prom queen's dress is ratty as shit. Which, for those two wishes, you kind of deserve it. Yeah. 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 Like, what are you going to do with, a, with a, a ton of gold? Yeah, take it to the bank and be like... What is this, fucking yourself. 1650s? At this point, yeah. you take your gold and you invest it in an apple stock. Well, hold on. Was Nailed the golden it. rule still a thing in 88? Ooh. Economics mm-hmm. wise. I mean, I assume so. Isn't the golden rule always a thing economics wise from like the start of gold? No. No, not anymore. We're in the economics corner with Liz. Liz, mm-hmm. drop some heat on us. Explain yeah. yourself. I would like to think that the golden rule, which is like where every dollar is backed by however much i don't remember the measurement of gold in like fort knox or something and that's like what gives money its value in the u.s now that's not the case because fuck this place but i'm almost wondering if that's why he was like i want gold because those bars is almost like a stack of like 10k maybe even 100 i don't know but you know what i'm saying like it's almost like Mm. bands so I'm wondering if that's why he said gold. But still, I don't think he's smart enough to know that. No, I don't this think guy's dumb either. as shit. Yeah. Um, we did not mention that Linnea Quigley's character is Spider. That's oh, right. yeah. How yeah. Her, her name, name is Spider. Spider. And she has the worst fake tattoo that's drawn on with eyeliner of just a kindergartner's S on her arm. Okay, but she's a street punk. Do you think she's going to have a good tattoo, though? Okay, but here's the thing. I don't care. I'm still fucking her. <laughs> that's With permission. <laughs> Yeah. With for with consent, <laughs> as we've said several times, with all, permission, big, big all of these things here. are very much yeah. consent. Now, speaking yes. of Linnea Quigley, one of the demonic girls attacks the group, and Linnea breaks out her crowbar. She crooks her over the head with it, and guess what? She laughs it off because crowbars ain't shit when you're fighting demons. 
So mm. they take off running. Now, Fatso, he ain't so lucky. He gets his head shoved into one of those bowling ball cleaner machines, which, as we find out, does not work very well on human heads because his head is immediately ripped off. And then that head is used as a bowling ball, which, come to find out, human heads don't roll very well. Mm-mm. And Physics it goes be damned. into the gutter. Yep. And it's at this moment. Great scene. Great scene, but it's at this moment that because it's at this point like two fifteen, I I realize oh this is why it's called slime ball bullorama because they're in a bowling alley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Make fun of me all you want. That's when I realized it too. Yeah. Can we can we now drag you instead of me, or is it just still the shit on Cayman show after that? Uh, I mean, I I think putting together that this shit ass movie from nineteen eighty eight is in a bowling alley uh, is not as bad as not knowing who Vavicha A Fox was. <laughs> I hate you guys so much. I, I you know what I still haven't had a cup of coffee today. Fuck you guys. You know Lene- there was one point that we didn't bring up. It like flashes back to the janitor stuck in the closet mm. somewhere in between. Where you, it's somewhere before Fatso gets his head bowled with. Mm -hmm. And it like cuts to this guy who is just mumbles. Yeah, you can't hear a word he says. He's a big old mumble. I was watching it, I was like, huh? Like literally cramming my headphones to my ears. Like, what the fuck is this guy saying? And I grew up in Alabama. So I don't know what that guy said, but I did catch one thing. And he said something was tighter than a nun's cunt. Oh, God. Huh? I didn't catch that line. Uh, also, to your point, it kept cutting to him in this closet. Randomly. And, and I missed the part where he was put in this closet. I must have been like looking down and taking a note. So I kept thinking, like, what the fuck is this? Why do we keep cutting to this random dude in this red room? Let's be honest, the dialogue in this film, like, this is why Stargate never wrote another movie again. Like, no. people were like, Correct. there's the bad, sound- and then there's whatever the fuck this movie is. The Correct. sound quality in this movie is so bad because there are, I don't know if y'all also caught this, but there are multiple times where you can hear people laugh in the background. Like, in <laughs> no the, way, the, I the, like, catch yeah, that. like in the crowd, or you can hear someone going, <clears throat> Like in like in the fucking crew and like the first scene, like when you meet Spider and you see Linnea Quigley for the first time, fully looks like she's lip syncing her lines. Like because some yes. of the audio ain't matching up to them words. Um, continue. There's yeah, a no, lot that, going on here. I, it's I, been, I feel like it's been a few episodes that we've had a movie with this bad of audio where mm-hmm. they they probably recorded almost every line in posts. I can't wait for yeah. you guys to find out why all of this shit is the way it is. But we'll Great. get to Ooh. that. Linnea it's and Calvin right. are attacked by one of the demon girls. Calvin finds a gun, of course, because he's Calvin. He doesn't know how to use it, which fair, I, I probably wouldn't know either. So he gives it to Linnea. She does her best John Wayne impression and then plugs her ass with a few bullets. Four Eyes and Lisa are now in the locker room of this bowling alley, which first things first, I did not realize that bowling alleys had locker rooms. Is this a, a serious thing? sport, though. I, my bowling expert's not here. Trevor, he used to bowl. Got a couple mm-hmm. of well, look, like, Are you breaking a sweat that you need to hit the showers after bowling? Oh. Like I, Every time oh, no. I've gone bowling, I feel like I'm like, I mean, I'm sure you're exerting but, some effort, but like. Here's the thing we're not remembering. Mm-hmm. 1988, a lot of perms. Fair. A lot of jerry curls going on. Hmm. Fair. 
Mm-hmm. You got to keep that shit fresh. Mm. Now True. people will be like, who gives a fuck? 88, they give a fuck. Also, back then, you know, we hadn't really figured out the science yet. It, it took a lot to bowl a 300. People True. worked up sweats. They needed to. They needed to refresh before they went back to their their jobs. You know, when <laughs> back before they start went back to being some, an accountant. Yeah, yeah, painting some walls with lead paint and putting some fucking <laughs> asbestos in the ceiling. You know what yeah. people don't tell you is back in the eighties. Now in today's time, you take your lunch break, you go hit the gym, you work up a good sweat. Back in the eighties, you didn't go to the gym. You just went to the bowling alley. You got to. Mm-hmm. You got to. You yeah. trying to perfect that. 300 trying to get a couple of turkeys if you know okay I mean. yeah gobble gobble yeah. motherfucker gobble, gobble, yeah. motherfucker. right arm absolutely yoke left arm little shrimpy guy but that's Hell okay yeah. there there haven't been a ton of people in history you can look this up there haven't been a ton of people in history that have bowled a 300 but you know someone who has vivica a fox god damn it really right. oh yeah she's a huge bowler look it up she's a bullhead she's a bullhead mm. Jesus, here we go again. So Lisa and uh, and uh, that fucking four eyes. I'm, I'm not gonna call him by his real his name in the movie because I don't <laughs> like that name. So they're in there. They're getting hot and heavy. Four eyes is getting his toes sucked on. This is not a joke. This is not an exaggeration. He's literally getting his toes sucked with yeah. socks still on his feet. Yeah. yeah. It's well, like here's he's... here's where I have a question pop up. Oh sure. sure. Everyone else's wishes turn into bullshit, mm. but his. Well, I Why? think well, I th- I think it is still kind of bullshit because you can tell like in a way like he's being sexually assaulted. True. Yeah. Like, true. You know what I mean? Like he she's yeah. all about like she's well, going it- way too hard and to the point where mm-hmm. he's a very shocking moment for me where he's like I actually don't think this is a very good idea. I was yeah. He like so gets shocked. a conscious randomly like he's yeah. like I watch you full bush in the shower. Right. Sure. I literally wish to fuck you. And I watch you get your ass spanked for five minutes too fucking long. But now that you're here actually trying to fuck me, you don't know what you're doing. You're not in the right state of mind. We should probably stop. Save it. I don't want to hear it. Fair (laughs) enough. And so what ends up happening is, um, like I said, the creepy shithead isn't, isn't, isn't so keen on this whole idea of like having sex with her anymore. And he's like, hey, this isn't this isn't a good thing. But she wants to eat his dick, and uh, somehow he's able to convince her to let him go get some ice. And I'm not sure what he plans on doing with the ice, or like how this works, or like what in her head she thinks this ice will be used for. Probably getting shoved up his ass. That's probably how that works. But he doesn't make it so far, and he, because when he gets to the kitchen, he is immediately jumped by one of the demon girls who shoves his head into a fryer, cooking his ass alive. Yes. Which good I want to say, good kill. Good kill. Good kill. Good kill. Yeah. Now, Taffy, one of the last remaining girls, she's soon jumped by one of the demon girls. And uh, then she gets jumped by the other demon girl. And then they literally rip her in half. Now, this <laughs> is off screen. You that. hear the bones crunching, yeah? You, and then, like, you you find her later. Linnea and, and Calvin walk by and are like, well, I found the other half of her. And they the way they yeah. do it is you can definitely yeah. tell that they've, like, laid someone on the ground. Then they put a huge column in the way and then put her on the other side so you can still see your face. And so it's just like legs and face, but it's blocked. So you're like, yes, you have been torn literally into two pieces. Mm-hmm. I also, I really got a kick out of the way that they started tearing her. Like it looked like the most half-assed, like these two yes. women are holding up this body that is like way too heavy for them. And they're like, 
<laughs> like trying so hard to just not drop her. True. Sure. Now, Babs, apparently the one that was electrocuted, the, the spank witch herself, she's not dead after all. But, you know, you would be you wouldn't be wrong to assume she was since she literally was electrocuted. And you could see almost her skeleton popping out during the edit. Uh, but she's not dead and she runs off to the back of the bowling alley. She has a quick chat with the with the imp and then is immediately attacked. She sends one of the demon girls into the bowling lane. Then Linnea, being just the goddamn best, picks up a bowling ball, rolls it down the lane, striking her right on top of the skull, cracking her head, killing the demon. Yep. Pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah. And then the camera turns and all the me's in the back turn and spin like they did in Wii Sports. Yeah. <laughs> and Whoa! then it pops up and it's like, you bowled a strike. <laughs> That's how it goes, right? Man. Could you imagine if that scene... Can you can you imagine that scene with the Wii bowling? Or like just the Wii soundtrack on top of it? Like this whole movie just has the Wii soundtrack. I would have been someone needs to make that edit. There's so much. Is this a a TikTok right now? Guess who has video editing skills? Liz, you know what you have to do now. Yes, I'm smart. I work in tech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> and that's the golden rule. Well, the the imp, Uncle Impy, is obviously not very pleased that he has now lost one of his demons. So he decides the best course of action is just to turn Babs into a demon as well. And let me tell you, the demon he decides to turn her into is just a lingerie-clad sex machine. Yeah, she's really a great value Elvira. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's got... She has the Elvira hair. She has Elvira hair. Yeah. Yeah. It I works, love it, though. honestly, though. Because I does. saw it, I was like, damn. It <laughs> totally works. Damn, you got plans tonight or what? <laughs> <laughs> Babs, bring the paddles, babe. So we now hit the point of the movie, like we do in every trash cinema film, where we get the exposition dump that sets up why all of this is happening. Uh, so Linnea, Still beside myself. Linnea and Calvin find the janitor who's been locked in the closet. He's somehow escaped and now ends up in this little room where... He's just asleep. And uh, they burst in. They tell him, hey, man, there is a monster creature imp thing that is killing people. It's killed our friends. He immediately responds with the obviously logical response of, watch your TV commercials and don't do drugs. Yep. Fair, honestly. Uh. Then he lets it out that there was indeed an imp locked in that trophy. He tells the story of a shitty bowler who started to bowl perfect games after not being able to bowl a single pin correctly. He was all- getting bullied at the bowling alley. Mm-hmm. Which is mm-hmm. not it's not hard to get bullied at the bowling alley, especially if you live in rural places. Because bowlers in rural places, they don't fuck around, man. They do not fuck around. They will they will beat your ass in the parking lot for just Well, and it was the fifties too. So it was like thirty years before. Right. So it was worse. like 50s bullying, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. That you, yeah, yeah, those yeah. guys, they just stab you and walk away. That's mm-hmm. So either way, so he starts to bowl perfect games. People get on, get a little wise to it, right? Then people start dying. These mysterious, horrible deaths. 30 around. people died. 
30 people yeah. died in this bowling alley, which I have a lot of questions about this, which we'll get to. So what ends up happening is apparently on death row, because the cops have arrested the shitty bowler, because they're like, you obviously have killed these 30 people. They put him on death row. The last thing he says before he dies is that he used black magic to call upon a wish-granting imp. And then the janitor tells them what they have to do next is to trap the imp back into the trophy by turning the magic on itself. And, and then he just gives in to Linnea's wishes of just putting it in a headlock and kicking it in the butt. And so... That's what happens. What? So my first question. Well, and apparently the ja the janitor is like hard of hearing. Yeah. Too, <laughs> this seems, this seems this really, really funny. Because Linnea's like, so maybe what you're saying is we should just put him in a headlock and kick the shit out of him. And then he's like, so you got to take it in this. And then he goes on this fucking old man racist fucking rant. Mumbling his shit. Yeah. And then he's like, so basically what I'm saying is you put him in a headlock and kick the fucking shit out of him. And it's like. We said that 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Catch up, so, old okay. geezer. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. I have to ask this question. This is the first thing. When were malls first created? Because I have this thing where I can't believe that there were malls in the 50s like this. And I also can't believe that they just built a brand new mall. And then just were like, let's build it on top of an existing bowling alley. Hmm. Like that doesn't What if mean I told you mm -hmm. that the first mall? Yes was in the year 1922. No fucking way. No. That's according to a quick Google way. search. The History of Malls in the U.S., a blog hmm. from Sunset Plaza. Do, now, that brings in the question, do we believe every blog out there? I don't know. But that's what Google is telling me for the very first result. Hmm. I don't. So okay, malls I stand corrected. caused the Great Depression. Heard. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. So, so yeah, this one was in... Bowler. This this first one was in Missouri, and then Missouri. in 1928 we got the Grandview Avenue Shopping Center opened in Ohio. Mm -hmm. Oh God! And then in 1931, fucking Texas had to come along, and Great Depression, boom. So what I'm hearing is Dust Bowl. the Midwest literally ruined the entire U.S. economy with malls in the 1920s, and I they mean. continue to do it in the 2020s. So Damon? now I'm I'm looking at like the fourth the fourth result. Is saying mm -hmm. 1952 in Minnesota. Mm. Okay. I so wonder maybe, if the 20 ones were like strip malls. Pr probably strip malls, and then or so like maybe shopping the first, centers. Or in 1956 was in Minnesota, so it probably was like the first like fucking big mall. So then that so, could actually line up correctly. Like let's say this movie was in Minnesota. Yeah. So we're gonna assume we're at the first mall ever. I think right so. now. Okay. Adina, okay. Minnesota. All right. All right. So that's 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 where we are. Well, you know where else we are? We're back in the locker room where Lisa Michelle Bauer is now fully nude. Yes. Yep. And she is attacked by demonized Babs, who shockingly paddles her to death. Yes. Yep. Now this happens off screen, so we don't see a fully nude Michelle Bauer being paddled, but like criminal. You can honestly imagine it and honestly let's be if you look up any of her filmography there's probably a movie out there where she is fully nude being paddled so, i guarantee um, we can find some nude uh michelle bauer getting paddled for sure uh also yeah. um just one just one more shout out to babs's outfit 
yeah. I, we gave it yeah, some it's due, so but like it's it's worth mentioning again. So it's good. Amazing, yeah. honestly. It really is. Now Lene and Calvin, they go into the locker room looking for Lisa and are once again attacked by the demon Babs. Lene throws some quick hands, and then Calvin hits Babs with a Molotov cocktail, <laughs> burning yeah. her to a goddamn crisp. Yes. Zero Great to kill. sixty. Great kill. And Great then kill. Linnea has one of my favorite lines in the movie. Very calmly, it's too bad we had to kill her. I really liked the outfit she had on. Yeah, I mean, I, when girl. she said that, I was like, "True." Yes, yeah. it was great. Linnea's character in this movie in this movie is the only good character in the. Well, I do love the janitor for some reason. Like, I just love this janitor, which is kind of sad because guess what? He, he dies in the next scene. Um, sure. He gets stabbed to death. Uh, but like Linnea's character in this movie is Spider's the only real one. Yeah. She, but she honestly, I th- I would say in all of the movies Linnea Quigley is in, she is the best character in every single one of them. Like, there's without a doubt, she sure. always steals the show. And w- is her acting great in this movie? Absolutely not. It is no. atrocious. The writing, atrocious. All this is really bad. However, she is amazing in this movie, and I love her even more after seeing this. So, like I said, then the next scene, our, the janitor that I love so much, the mumbling guy, um, he is stabbed to death by the last remaining demon girl then the doer are now traced around by that demon girl uh but guess what linnea proving once again why she is the goddess uses an axe home run swings and lobs off the head of the bride of frankenstein clean off mm-hmm. amazing mm-hmm. yes 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 yes, yes. The two run out, and Calvin, uh, he screams he's going to go get his car, the car that they were in earlier. So he goes and grabs the car while Linnea turns around and heads back inside. Now, Calvin jumps into the car. He takes off driving, leaving Linnea behind for some reason. I don't know why you would do that, but he does. And he is soon attacked by the once thought dead bowling head girl demon lady that was cracked in the noggin. You remember that thing. I will say, that this scene is is genuinely very funny to me. Reason being is because the Uncle Impy, it cuts to him and he goes, no one ever suspects that there's a monster hiding out in the backseat of a car like in all the movies. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know if he breaks the fourth wall or he's just calling out a trope. But it lands. That joke landed really yeah. hard for me. I, I think it's I think it's a breaking of the fourth wall because there it's not the only breaking of the fourth wall within the next two minutes fair enough fair enough well calvin drives the car he hits another car and then he launches that motherfucker 20 feet in the air rolls it does a barrel roll up in the sky great car crash scene that's the furious take notes yeah yes 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 and here's the thing let me still suck though Normally, normally in a season, any movie like this, if you flip a car like that, it immediately explodes. So in my head, I'm like, I'm waiting for that big explosion where it's like, boom, boom, and then there's goes Calvin. And honestly, I'd be fine with that. Um, however, the car doesn't explode. We cut back at the same time as this car flipping. Linnea sneaks up behind Uncle Empy and traps him in a can of Prince Albert. Yep. Are you fucking kidding me? Nope. <laughs> that this fucking racist ass Uncle Impy can 
do whatever he fucking pleases with wishes, but they're like wishes with an asterisk. And all it takes, Cayman, is a fucking lunchbox looking thing, a little box on him, and he's done. Yeah. Done. Yep, that's it. That's that's the thing. Do you think that they just like couldn't find a better idea and they ran out of time and budget and were like, let's just fucking put a box over him? Well, considering slap him in a can. Well, considering when uh, when Charles Bann approached David Dicoteau with this a movie idea, he was like, "This movie should uh, needed to have been shot yesterday." So, like, uh, there's no script, and uh, we got a poster and a title, and you guys need to have this thing filmed in a couple weeks. So, go have fun. So, probably, honestly, that is 100 what happened. Sure. I would, would put money down that that is exactly what happened. They ran out of ideas. And we're like, "Fuck it, we yeah. got to get this movie out. This is how the shit ends." So at this point, Linnea runs out, sees the car flipped over, sees that Calvin is still alive. She pulls the nerd from the car. Linnea then tells Calvin to get onto the motorcycle that she drives, because obviously she drives a motorcycle because she's Linnea Quigley and she's amazing. Yeah. And tells Calvin, you're coming back to my place. Yeah. And then yeah. they drive off into the sunrise. Roll credits in the film. Funny piece of trivia about that scene specifically. Uh, Linnea told the director that she knew how to ride a motorcycle. However, when he showed up on the last day of filming for the final shot where she and uh, Calvin have to ride off in the sunrise, he saw one of the crew members giving her motorcycle riding lessons uh, in the parking lot because Linnea Quigley is a queen and she fakes it till she makes it. Yes. And you can definitely tell that she did not because they drove off not into the sunset, just around the corner of the building yeah. at about seven miles an hour. Yeah. Shaky. <laughs> Very shaky. Yes. You know what's, what's funny about that, which makes it even funnier, is the fact that the director, um, he approached Linnea and was like, hey, um, I've always wanted to work with you. Can you please do this movie for me? You ha- can have whatever role you want. And she immediately was like, I'm playing Spider. And I'm yes. like, I'm glad you did because – yeah." You're amazing. And yeah, mm-hmm. I don't even know what movie. I don't even know at this point how many movies we've covered so far. But I have a feeling by the end of like the when STC finally comes to its resting place and we stop releasing episodes like we will most likely have covered her entire filmography. I mean, that's a big filmography, but we can do it. <laughs> we got legs, mm-hmm. guys. We got legs. We got legs. Yes. Uh, also, speaking of the director, he said this is the only film he directed where he was continuously drunk and so were most of the actors and the crew. They uh, The set had an open bar and they put it to good use. Unbelievable. Oh, that makes yeah. it even better. And everyone so, was just blitzed the whole time. Yeah. So that's kind of where I think that we end up like finding some resolution to the answers of like, why was the audio so terrible? And like, why could you hear people laughing on set? These motherfuckers were drunk as shit. And yeah. let me tell mm-hmm. you, I think I do my best work drunk as shit. So mm-hmm. I'm drunk right now. Yeah, I- I'll double down on that. Hmm. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Well, guys, this brings us to the end of the episode where we ask the question, save it or can it? Would you save this film or would you can this film? I'm going to start with Liz, just like we did the opening for the initial thoughts, because I like to start people off before Patrick can get his grubby little hands and try to spoil the mood. So, Liz, why don't you you give us your your final thoughts on the film, whether you think this film should be saved, whether you think this film should be canned, and all all that little fun shit that goes in between. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So this is uh, my first Linnea Quigley movie. So how do you feel? Revved and ready to go. Broom, broom, <laughs> brother. Um, no, I mean, this movie is such garbage, but in such a good way. Yes. Like there, I like I love watching like trash movies to where I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. <laughs> and I said that multiple times during this movie. Uh huh. Um. So it's going to be a save for me. Um, and I watched this on Tubi yesterday. Mm-hmm. And right when the credits roll, you know, for anyone, any Tubi watchers, it immediately pops up. Here's some recommended movies based off of this one that you just watched. Any guesses on what the very first movie that was recommended next after take, this was? I'm going to take a Hollywood shot. Chainsaw Huggers. Hollywood Chainsaw Huggers. It definitely fucking was. Yes, and I was like, I was like, it's a sign. It's a sign. It's going to have to watch it. It's a sign. Well, we got a save from Liz. All right, Patrick, you're up next, buddy. What are your final thoughts? Save it or can it? I'll be brutally honest. I'm going to be brutally honest with y'all. When we started this episode, I had every intention of canning this movie. It's probably fair. But this is the, it's not even rare at this point. It's so this podcast really saves a lot of movies for me because we start talking about it and I have a lot of fun talking about it. And then it tricks my brain into thinking that it was actually a really fun movie because I had a lot of fun recording this podcast. So here's what I'll say. I do think this is a save. However, I don't think you should watch this movie at 1.30 a.m. alone with your wife sleeping drunk next to you. Same here. I think this is a movie that is probably best watched at least with one other person. So you can mm-hmm. really experience, as Liz said, the garbage that is this movie. Um, but I think, I think uh, Vivica A. Fox said it best. <laughs> <laughs> this this movie is something special. That's what she said. I read it. <laughs> no, read he's it. looking up Vivica A. Fox quotes. <laughs> Oh my you guys god, so it's so good. Kaylin, right. what do you think? I, I mean, I feel like this is an obvious. I don't know that you'll ever can a Linnea Quigley movie, but... I don't know if I ever will can a Linnea Quigley film, but yeah, I mean, it's the same thing for me. Like, Patrick makes a lot of valiant points there where uh, definitely don't watch this movie super late at night with your wife next to you drunk asleep. Uh, I think both <laughs> of us had the same experience there, uh, which is I like just absolutely funny to me. Uh, but no, I like think this movie is it it is like it's really funny like it is so fucking stupid nothing makes sense but like that's the charm of trash cinema it's like it doesn't have to make sense it's just it has to be cannon fodder to just in like to just have fun and um there is some some weird ideas that are happening in this movie that like you will not see anywhere else um there is like we've said quite a bit um, there is a lot of nudity in this movie. It is incredibly horny film. It is. It, it wears that yeah. on its sleeve. Uh, but no, this is like a great like movie night film to do with your friends. Um, maybe not loved ones. I don't know if they'll be as appreciative of that kind of content as maybe your friends would be. Um, but like the thing is, like Patrick said, like we get to the end of the episode, I'm like laughing my ass off 
And like, that's kind of what this should be for, right? Like, this is why we save these movies. So this is an absolute save for me. Um, 100% just all in on this. Um, so very, very happy that we all came to the same conclusion. And if you've enjoyed the show, please rate, review, share the hell of your friends, loved ones, and worst of enemies. Honestly, word of mouth is key here. We are beggars. Also, fuck Keith. Mm. Fuck him. Just like fuck him. Michelle Bauer. Yeah. Fuck him. Just don't suck on his toes. You know those toes uh, are gross. Especially not in sock. Yeah. Yeah, no, never in socks. If you're uh, interested in video games, check out our sister podcast, The Spotlight Games Podcast, and all of your favorite streaming services. We stream live every Tuesday and on Twitch at 8 p.m. Eastern. We also have a YouTube channel where you can catch all the highlights there as well. Patrick's been doing an amazing job of splitting up our live shows onto some beautiful short snippet clips on YouTube so you can, you know, watch at your leisure. And if you're interested in TV shows, guess what? We got a third podcast called The Spotlight TV. The episodes go live sometime. Who knows when? They just go live early. And we are currently covering The Last of Us on HBO. So if you don't want to miss out on the conversation, join us there. I want to say this week, the day this episode goes live, we will actually be doing a lot. No, they actually, the, the, no, this makes it would have been yesterday. But, been yesterday. But for future weeks, starting yeah. Monday, as long as everything goes according to plan, every Monday at 8 Eastern, we're going to be live recording that podcast on twitch.tv slash Spotlight Games Pod. So as long as you watch Last of Us on before Monday at eight, come along. Let us know what you think while we're talking about it. Because uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited about that. Now, Liz, you are a Twitch streamer as well, where you play a lot of really fun video games, and you have a lot of really fun people coming hanging out with you while you do that. Now, where can they find you on Twitch, and where can they find your socials? I stream every Monday night at eight ish. Sorry, competition. Ooh, conflicting. Conflicting. Yeah, competition. And Thursday, not competition. Not competition. Um, at twi- at also at eight at twitch.tv slash McLean with it 2014. McLean with it is my Twitter and McLean with it 2014 is my Instagram. What a year, 2014. I tell you. Yeah, yeah nope. I came up with that handle in like eighth grade. No, I mean, no, a great year. Great year. I think I can't remember that year, but I bet it was great. Now, Patrick, where can we find you on socials and where can we find our sister podcast? Yeah, so you can find me on on Twitter at Patrick Schwag and then uh, Spotlight Games. uh, We're Spot Games Pod on Twitter and then Spotlight Games Pod everywhere else. And then Spotlight TV is that Spotlight TV Pod everywhere. It's not that everywhere. It's Spotlight TV Pod everywhere. and then, yeah, Twitch for Spotlight Games. Uh, our, our normal episodes, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Uh, but yeah, go go get And hey, if, if you're here because you just, you love Liz McLean, because who doesn't? Might be seeing her oh, in Spotlight Games soon. Oh, you better stop it. You might be seeing ooh. her in Spotlight Games soon, so keep an eye ooh. out. Ooh, 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 ooh. And you can ooh. follow me at Kid Cayman on Twitter, and you can follow STC at Save Trash Cinema on all socials. Remember. Fight big box office, save trash cinema. Unbelievable. What, like, what timing could that Absolutely be? Absolutely not. That's got to stay in. He's straight up gone. Dumpster boy, dumpster Wi Fi. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Real chumpster boy right now.